You're listening to the best of the day. I say you the, you the best. Halford and Bruff. You're listening to Halford and Bruff. McCaffrey into the end zone. Touchdown, 49ers. It's not a distraction. Uh, you guys make it a distraction. Some guys have bigger opportunities than others, but you, you know the, the door's open. Bang that door down. I'm standing here now telling you I'm going to win a cup. Oh, I'm hard. Oh, darn it. Good morning, Vancouver. 601 on a Friday. Sweet, sweet Friday. It is Halford. It is Bruff. It is Sportsnet 650. We are coming to you live from the Kintech Studios in beautiful Fairview Slopes in Vancouver. Jason, good morning. Good morning. Hey, dog. Good morning to you. Good morning. Laddie, good morning to you as well. Hello, hello. Halford and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer. Today, we are in hour one of the program. Hour one is brought to you by everythingfinancial.com. Financial freedom awaits. Book your introductory meeting today. Visit them online. At everythingfinancial.com. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net. I just realized that now we are officially back as a sports city because this weekend, all the teams, Jason, Mm. all the teams will be in action. Except the Vancouver Canadians, who are already champions. They don't need to be in action. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. won everything. What's yeah, the point of playing games anymore? They're having their parade. That's right. Are they? they Hundreds went to the of thousands of people. Someone texted in that they celebrated at the Roxy. Oh, that's awesome. That's good for them. Yeah, it's yeah. a proud tradition here in Vancouver. Not winning championships, but going to the Roxy. <laughs> okay, we got a big show ahead on a Friday. Uh, guest list begins at 6.30. Brady Henderson, our weekly Seahawks insider from ESPN's NFL Nation is going to join us. The Seahawks are six-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers and Andy Dalton mm-hmm. this weekend. Not not Bryce Young, Andy Dalton. I'll be honest with you. I'm almost more nervous for Andy Dalton than I am for Bryce Young because Bryce Young, first time to Seattle, maybe doesn't deal with the noise very well. It's not like he was incredible for Carolina in the first two games. The Seahawks versus like old backups sometimes can be a problem. Do you remember last season, Jason, when the Seahawks lost to the Saints 39 to 32? Remember that game? Mm-hmm. Very disappointing. Do you remember who the quarterback was of that game for the New Orleans Saints? Tell me again. Andy Dalton. Right, right. Didn't they lose to Colt McCoy too? Uh, yes. Yeah. And actually in that <laughs> game, they lost to two crappy quarterbacks because they lost to Andy Dalton. And remember Taysom Hill? Oh, I do remember Taysom Hill. He yeah. ran for four touchdowns that yeah. game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was not great. <laughs> One great. Uh, Brady Henderson at 630 to have talk you, about the Seahawks but, and the Panthers. By the way, have you noticed that like Seahawks games in Seattle? Remember when we'd be like, oh, it's in Seattle, no problem, they're going to win? Yeah, they that's gone. They don't do so well in, at home anymore. Whatever the home field advantage was, it's with it's it's not totally gone, yeah, it's but gone. it's not one of the more overwhelming home field advantages in the NFL anymore. Brady Henderson at 630 to talk about all that and more. 7 o'clock to St. Ricketts, formerly of the Vancouver Whitecaps, although still technically part of the Vancouver Whitecaps. He's moved into a front office role as a, here's the official title, liaison, comma, player and club engagement. 
What a unique title. What does it mean? Well, turns out he's busy recruiting all of the Canadian men's national team players to the team. That's his thing now. He's That's like an out- perfect. It's like an outreach guy. I want to yeah. ask him about if this is a long-term strategy, if it's something that they're going to identify with. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. No one's ever tried it in the past, largely because nobody ever wanted Canadian men's national team members before. We should be like, have you called Jonathan David yet? Where is Alfonso Davis? <laughs> How long will it be until he's back? He's got a history here. We'll talk to Toss at 7 o'clock. About that, we'll look ahead to the final two games of the Whitecaps road swing as well. 7.30, it's the Moj. We got to do a pre-scout on this tricky new opponent for the uh, BC Lions tonight. It's the Edmonton Elks and Trey Ford Mm -hmm. at quarterback. Usually when you would pre-scout the Elks, you'd say, we're going to win, especially if it's in Edmonton. (laughs) Yeah, and usually for the Lions, we're going to shut them out. Yeah, but now you got to worry because Trey Ford is on fire. So we'll talk to Moj about that at 7.30. We'll do some NFL talk with Moj as well. 8 o'clock. Rick Dollywall from the Donnie and Dolly show on Czech TV. Uh, embedded Canucks reporter. We'll talk to him about everything that's going on as day one of training camp is now in the books. Day two begins today. And don't forget, it's Ask Us Anything Friday. If you want to have a specific Ask Us Anything for Moj or Dollywall, text it into the Dunbar Lumber text line at 650-650. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Also, the last day of tickets to see Adam Sandler do stand-up on Thursday, October 12th at Rogers Arena. It is the kickoff to his latest North American tour. We have been giving away tickets for, it feels like, six or seven days now. Today's the last day. Pair of tickets to see Sandler do stand-up. Reminder, not only do you have to send in a What We Learned, uh, it has to be good. That's a key part of this whole thing. And you need to attach a ticket emoji to your text to win tickets to see Sandler do stand-up. Okay, recap. Don't suck. Yep. Ticket emoji. And... Hashtag WWL. Hashtag WWL. Uh, that's the show. That's what's happening today. Laddie, let's tell everybody what happened. Hey, did you guys see the game last night? No. Oh, what happened? I missed all the action because I was... We know how busy your life can be. What happened? Missed that? You missed that? What Happened is brought to you by the BC Construction Safety Alliance. Making safety simpler by giving construction companies the best in tools, resources, and safety training. Visit them online at bccsa.ca. Training camp begins, or begun, for the Vancouver Canucks yesterday in Victoria. There were three groups, A, B, and C. There were some noteworthy developments on the ice in the two sessions that they had at 10 a.m. and noon. But the biggest development was afterwards, when Elias Pettersson met with the assembled media for approximately 10 minutes one month after dropping, as Ian uh, McIntyre of Sportsnet put it, a news bomb, okay, uh, in Sweden, <laughs> that he wanted to wait, that's Pedersen, not IMAC, before deciding whether to re-sign or not with the Vancouver Canucks. Leas Pedersen was finally asked on Thursday, the opening day of training camp, to explain himself. Tell us, Petey, what exactly is the deal with your contract? How are you going to prevent this contract situation from becoming a distraction. You know what? Let's hear from Pedersen himself. Petey was asked, how do you keep it from being a distraction? Here's what he had to say. It's not a distraction. Uh, you guys make it a distraction. Um, got one more year left. Uh, I'm happy now, but I just want to focus on uh, uh, the season, uh, my teammates, and uh, just uh, come up with a good start with the team. 
What are the key factors in your decision in terms of eventually wanting to sign an extension? Because we all assume the money's going to be there. I don't. Um, I'm just here to play to win. I got one year left in my contracts. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say. So is it just about winning, or is there more about the organization and just kind of how it handles itself and things like that? Is it, or is it just? I'm excited for the season. That was uh, Farhan Lalji driving Elias Pettersson out of the city. <laughs> Come on, Farhan. So many questions. So it was approximately 10 minutes of media availability and exactly three questions about his contractual status, at which point things got so icy and awkward that everyone just decided to move on. Yeah. Just how Elias Pettersson wanted it. Uh, I was crying, laughing, looking at the reaction on Twitter. Fans just furious that the media would even ask about it. Mm. It was kind of like that, remember that uh, leave Britney alone? How could I forget? Meme from a long time ago. It's an internet classic. Um, look, at the end of the day, PD is one of the best young players in Canucks history. And we don't yet know if he's going to stay long term. Questions are going to get asked. And this was the first time the local media, the dirty local media, got to speak with Petey um, in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Elliot Friedman spoke with Petey in Sweden. On a boat. But Petey hasn't been doing any media, uh, and that's fine, since he got to Vancouver, and this was his first uh, scrum with the local media, so they were going to ask him about it. It's fine if he doesn't want to discuss it. Totally yeah. fine if he doesn't want to discuss it, and it's fine that he told reporters that. Um, but... Again, the reaction on Twitter was just like, Vancouver media is going to drive him out of this city. Uh, I don't think we should have to tiptoe around this very big story because certain fans are scared we're going to spook Elise Pettersson like he is a horse. Ah. And we are like walking around the barn and he might just be like... like Peter, your contract. Ah. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's like kick someone in the face or something like that. Richard. Like It's not like, it, like every single, every single... Hockey star in the NHL has dealt with questions and speculation about his contract, and Elias Pettersson is going to be no different. Mm. I'm sure, I'm sure it absolutely sucks to have to answer questions from the media, especially with that group. Have you seen them? Have you heard them? Have you met them? I have. They're the worst. I'm part of them sometimes. I'm the worst. But it's part of, for Petey, What's overall a pretty cool job, right? Talking with those guys. And again, we are going to speculate about this. It is going to be part of the story of this season. In fact, the Canucks performance this season is tied to Petey's decision. Mm -hmm. And if he would like to come out and say it's not tied to Petey's decision, then he is free to do that. He is free to go to the media guy in Vancouver and be like, I'd actually like to share something with the media. This is the way he's chosen to do it. And again, that's fine. Every star deals with this. Have you seen how the Lightning are dealing with their captain, Steven Stamkos? Hardcore, man. Their general manager, remember the other day, uh, Steven Stamkos said, you know, he's got one year left before he's an unrestricted free agent. And he's got one year left on that. And he said he's disappointed that there haven't been contract talks. Mm -hmm. This is Steven Stamkos, a guy who's led teams to Stanley Cups. Multiple. Uh, Breezebois, the general manager, came out and said, Stephen and I share a common goal of bringing the Cup back to Tampa. That's our objective. 
in order for us to do that in future years, we're going to need to spend our cap dollars as wisely as possible. In order for me to do that, I feel like I need to gather more information. So he's basically told Stephen Stamkos, he's like, hey, man, we're waiting. Like, I know you're disappointed, but we're going to wait. So, like, there are pressures on these guys. That's a different situation, obviously, than Petey, but there are pressures on these guys and there's speculation that they have to deal with. Such is life when you're a very popular multimillionaire uh, type of athlete. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it's fine. I think the way that, I mean. Well, some people on Twitter and social media were like, like, oh my God, Vancouver media is going to drive him out of town. If that's what drives him out of town, like, what? That's it was gonna, the first day of media availability, it's and it's first one day. of the yeah. biggest stories yeah. around the team right now outside of hashtag the start. Obviously, he'll get asked about it. Yeah, I actually think that um, the way that he handled it was fine. You may as well shoot it down in a weird and awkward manner now. Absolutely. Totally. You know? Because, the, yeah, you, you're right. Like, that media, it got so awkward in you're that. Like, well, we're not going to ask him about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he'll get asked about it on the road. Yeah. But um, Horvat did the same thing last year as we got closer and closer to the trade deadline, right? He's like, you know what? Just not going to talk about this anymore. And that's, that. that is not, I don't know if it was, it was well within their rights. I think everyone understands it's well within their rights, but it's a, it's a pretty decent strategy. Because the first question asked, you got to remember, wasn't where are you with regards to resigning with the Canucks? It was, is this situation going to be a distraction? There's a big difference there, right? Because it's not about your future. It's that is your uncertain future going to provide a distraction to this team? Because everyone understands, Elias Pettersson included, that the direct results and success or failures of the team are going to have an impact on whether or not he stays. And you know what? That's okay. That is okay. I would say, I would be willing to say at this point, on this day of our Lord, September 22nd, 2023, that if it doesn't go great this year, the Canucks don't win some games and don't make the playoffs and aren't close, and Pedersen's plays a full season, it's okay to start thinking about part, the parting of ways. Yeah. Uh, seven years at that point, practically. Right? J-Pat will be like, can can, can I ask you about the contract now? No. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, still no. Supposed to tiptoe around. Oh, and by something. the way, and, and by the way, hey, hey, by the way, uh, I would also like to uh, talk about the party line from the Canucks that, like, and Patrick Alvin brings this out every time where he goes, like, uh, Petey is a restricted free agent. So it's not like he can just leave after the season uh, because right. he is restricted. Like, let's not fall for that, okay? Let's let's not fall for that line. Yeah. Like, I realize he is a restricted free agent, but if he wants to leave at the end of the season, he can. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he, we, we've seen, we've right? RFAs, like, there have been more and more yeah, yeah. RFAs that are like, I would not like to play here anymore. And they're like, damn, he's got us. He's got, yeah. We because, had club control up until that very moment. Yeah, but now they, we don't. They don't have control because he's close to unrestricted free agents. So all he does is says, okay, well, if it's going to get to that point, I'll take the one-year contract in arbitration and then I'm gone. Okay. Right? So like, I, I just do, I, I realize from like a time perspective, Mm-hmm. They don't have to get a contract done until next offseason. Like, from a time perspective, from a control perspective, mm-hmm. it's really no different. I, I'll just say this. Everyone's kind of missing the the big picture and the long play. And the most intriguing thing about all of this is what happens if it follows the Kachuk model? And by that, I mean, what happens if Petey goes out and has a 40-goal, 
100-point season, like Kachuk did in his final year in Calgary? And what if they get to the playoffs? What happens if they win a round? What happens if they actually have a decent showing in the playoffs, and then he still decides that he doesn't want to be here? That's the wild one. Mm -hmm. Because that was Kachuk. I think a lot of people forget when Kachuk left Calgary, yeah, they had a bad playoff loss to Edmonton, but they were still in the playoffs. And they had a great season, and they won a round, and they got to they had the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, Everyone was like, why do, why, why, do, why do you not want to yeah. stay? We just had a good year. We're building on this, right? right? So anyway, I just want to put that in the context of Pedersen's future because I think everyone right now is saying, Canuck's good, Pedersen stays. Canuck's bad, maybe Pedersen leaves. But can, there could can, be a whole third option that we're not even thinking about. Can we at least um, enjoy the the... Like picturing PD like a horse that could be spooked. Yeah. Like he's in the barn. I mean, you'd and- know about this better than I would. <laughs> so. He's in the barn <laughs> and like like J Pad is in there and and Farhan's in there and Drance is in there and maybe it's in the middle of the night and Petey's sleeping. You don't want to spook him with any questions about his contract or else he's just going to go like he's going to start kicking. Yeah, that's why they put the blinders on him. Do you think he has <laughs> nightmares about about us, about the Vancouver media? No. Do you think we're in his head? I don't, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think the only person in Elias Pettersson's head is probably Elias Pettersson, right? I think that he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. I was himself. being sarcastic, by the way, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, you were? Yes. Oh. Well, you're I would not... be very worried if that was true. See, I couldn't tell because, there, I mean, I, I'm with Jason on this. Like, yes, social media is at some points an echo chamber, and you kind of get a certain, a certain voice amplified on the old X. But I did notice it as well, is that a lot of people's knee-jerk gut instinct reaction is to say, stop bothering Pedersen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. It's fine. I'll, I, I got a feeling that he's not going to be asked about this a lot moving forward, to be honest. Unless things go completely pear-shaped and they get off to another 0-5-2 start and Rutherford comes out and he's like, we lack structure again. Uh, like, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that this is going to be... You, you got to bring up a good point. It could happen on the road. But I don't think the Vancouver media is going to be asking no. Elias Pettersson a lot of questions about his contract in the future. It was so awkward. Yeah, it was. It was such an awkward scrum that everyone was just like scarred from it. I'm sure there were other things to note from the opening day of training camp yesterday. Uh, I mentioned that Rick Dollywall is going to be on the show at eight o'clock this morning. When Rick comes on, we'll ask him about Ilya Mikheyev. He left camp or he was absent from camp due to a personal reason. Uh, it was a sudden departure, as described by multiple outlets. Talk it later told reporters that McKayev still might be around for the remainder of camp, potentially joining them in Victoria before camp ends on Sunday. So we'll monitor that. In terms, oh my God, there was a lot of like early camp line analysis yesterday. I know, I know, everyone's excited. I get it. Many of the shaky videos that made their way to Twitter came courtesy of Sportsnet 650 personalities, so I can't mock them too badly. But shaky videos, yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> there, yeah, that's definitely Nils Hoaglander yeah. skating with PD and Coos on your iPhone. But there yeah, was a, there was a shaky video of Pod Colson with Besser and Miller, yeah. and the shakiest video of Arch Arch Steve Baines. With Suter and Garland, and if people are making lines very early on, um, that's a possible third line. At least Suter and Garland are. So what Rick Tocca did was he went out there and he he had his pairs that he that he likes, and that's Petey and Kuzmenko, and he said, all right, Hoaglander, here's your opportunity. You get to skate with them. Right. And then Miller and Besser are a pair as well. Uh, they played together for quite a lot. Um, 
And they said, okay, Pod Colson, you're with them. And then Baines, who's performed so well, um, both at the AHL level and also at the Young Stars tournament, they said, you know what? You've got a chance now. And he was with Suter and Garland. Um, like Nils Amon and I think Dakota Joshua were together as well, and they've been together. I can't remember who was skating with them. But the other interesting one for me was Juleson with Quinn Hughes. Yeah. And I think this was probably the most, actually, this was the most interesting part of training camp yesterday in terms of the on-ice line combinations. Rick Tockett said afterwards that basically he's going to have to be convinced that Quinn Hughes can play with another left shot. Right. Right? Because the new guys that came in um, and the guys that we wondered maybe would play with Quinn Hughes, like Ian Cole, who's a lefty, but he can play the right side. Carson Soucy, who's a lefty, but he can play the right side. A lot of people thought, okay, well, one of those guys is probably going to get a shot with Quinn Hughes. Rick Tockett said afterwards, he's like, I, I don't like that. Like, that's, I really don't like a lefty playing with Hughes. He's and a lefty-righty guy. And he said, he said, yeah, I'm mostly a righty-lefty guy. And so Noah Juleson, who Tockett said, look, these two played pretty well together in limited appearances at the end of last season. And I would just like to say that people laughed at me. There it is. When I suggested that ha! Hughes and ha! Juleson could play together. Now, you can probably still laugh at me. I don't know if this is a long-term thing. There was experiments with the pairs and the combinations yesterday. You're a big Juleson guy. It's cool. We should call it Hewelson if he makes a pairing. Hewelson. Anybody? <sighs> but who you is can't it? do it the other way. Who, okay. Well, who's the other righty that Hughes is going to play with if Tockett really likes the lefty-righty pairs? Like, he's just like, I want Hughes with a righty. Who's he going to play with? I don't think he's going to play with Hironic because Hironic's going to be on his own pair. The other option is what? Tyler Myers? What else we got? Cole McWard? Cole McWard is a guy. It, it is possible. I actually didn't know what hand Cole McWard was. I had to look it up. I don't really. I'm not going to blame myself for that either. No. Um, yeah. I, if, it's if, not going to be Ethan Bear. No. If Well, if talk it's determined to do it that way, mm-hmm. and it sounds like maybe not necessarily determined, but he definitely is leaning that way, then yeah, I don't see why not. We just, I mean, I don't think I laughed at you uh, because of the Juleson thing. I laughed at you for other reasons. Ah, but I did. Um, I don't think it's that crazy a stretch because they've already got a, a basic idea of the type of player that they want with Hughes, right? And it's more of a stay, it could, very typical. Yeah, typical. Stay at home, steady. safe, steady. Maybe he'll do more of the physical lifting on the line. Sure. So there's going to be a handful of guys that fit that mold, and Juleson's one of them. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, they everyone says the same thing. Don't read too much into how we open camp. And then they put together these really intriguing combinations. Everyone's like, how can we not read too much into this? It's so intriguing. But I, th- that's going to be one to monitor because I will say this. Um, aside from you saying Juleson may be opening with Q's, that's the only time that I've thought about Juleson. There's been so many I just other. I thought he was solid last year. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, you know, and he's got pedigree, right? Yeah, he does. I mean, yeah, he, theoretically, he should be a competent NHL defenseman given where his draft position was. Maybe he's never going to reach the the heights of being a first rounder and being that dynamic mm-hmm. a guy. But and he's still not all that old. I, I just don't the know the other there. options. If Tockett, and it sounds like he's pretty. Unless he was playing us yesterday, he sounds like he's pretty. Like I'm a lefty righty guy. I wonder if it's going to be Cole at the end of the day. That's who I keep coming back Could to be. because he can play because he's yeah. got experience playing both sides. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to Tockett and Alvin and Rutherford talk about Cole, mm-hmm. like they're big fans, they're really. Big but fans. I could also see. But I could see this. 
I could see these these pairs. I could see Hughes with uh, Juleson. I could see Cole with Horanek. And then you put the Twin Towers together on the third pair with Susie and Myers. I could see that as well. I mean, the nice thing, if you or want you, to- Or you flip them. If you want Susie in the top four, you put him with Horanek and you put Cole with... Tyler Myers. Dare we be house of positivity for once here as we run Elias Pettersson out of town. But it's actually nice to go into a season with a few different options that aren't mm-hmm. um, presented because you have injury problems. You're like, God, who are we going to put on this Well, I didn't even now? mention Hiroshi or Willannon there, right? Exactly. Andy's guy, Hiroshi. Andy's not guy, Willannon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify. You're listening to the best of the day. And bruff. Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dolly Wall. It's time for Rick Dolly Wall. Rick Dolly Wall. 802 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Sweet, sweet Friday. I don't understand how anyone can tire of these. I see comments from time to time. People leave reviews on Apple, Google, Spotify of the podcast. The start of that intro sounds like there's going to be like a big dance production. Like, you know, it's true. Do you remember that movie? uh, You probably never saw it. Uh, Oliver. It was based on Oliver Twist and it was a it was a musical. It was made a long time ago. Right. Um, And it would start out small. Okay. And then it would build and there'd just be like. One or two people singing, one or two people dancing, and then all of a sudden, like, it would build and it would build, and they were like, oh, all of London is dancing right. now. Yeah, right? like that's spontaneous the, choreographed dance. Yeah, yeah, like that one would start out with Rick Dollywall just walking down the street, and then he'd be like, yeah, he'd yeah. just be... Somebody would pass him every time they'd look, look at him, Rick yeah. Dollywall. If it was yeah. all And more be, and more as time passes, more people start gathering behind him, they yeah. start doing a little dance number. And if it was well, I got like, a whole video planned out here. Yeah, if it was in, like, Oliver, he'd have, like, a Cockney accent. He'd be like, hello! <laughs> <laughs> he'd be, like, eating an apple or something like that, and then all of a sudden there'd be this big dance number when Dollywall's yeah. in it. The only thing we do better than jingles here is accents on the Halford and Brough show. <laughs> uh, Halford and Brough of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. Rick Dollywall is going to join us in just a second here. Hour three brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. God, that movie came 1968. even predates me. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics. Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. To the phone lines we go. Rick Dollywall now on the Halford & Brush Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Rick? How are you? Good morning. Hey, are you guys the uh, Ask Us Anything guys? Yes, Rick, we are. Tell your listeners not to send Ask Us Anything in the Donnie and Dolly Delane, uh, Delaney's OK Tyron Lang Lane box because we got one this morning. Really? Ask us anything. Stop bringing home. your sponsors into our show. Text no, into the Dunbar to. Lumber text I, line hey, at 650 no, no, I had to because I have to set it up. We got yeah. to ask us uh, for anything for Moe's. <laughs> What's his favorite fried chicken <laughs> joint? I've eaten with that guy for years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's, the answer chicken. is all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen him lick back plates. 
I, I, I've had him at my house. I have tandoori chicken, the, the crap out of him. But listen to me. He loves tandoori chicken. And, okay. and, but uh, there isn't a chicken joint from here to Newfoundland that Moj hasn't tried or liked. Yeah. Take it to the bank. That's, that's funny because Mary's chicken is from Newfoundland. Yeah. I, I've been to Moncton with that Mary guy. Browns. I've been Mary everywhere Browns, yeah. with that guy. I've eaten with that guy. He loves chicken. There is not, there's nothing about chicken he doesn't like. But your guys... You guys have got to tell your listeners, All right. no, ask us anything in the Donnie and Dolly text. Okay, box. I'll do it right now. Listeners, stop watching this Donnie and Dolly show. Yeah. Yes. Don't engage <laughs> with them. It'll only make them stronger. Uh, Dolly, let's get into the news because there is a bit of it. Um, Mikheyev uh, yeah. uh, wasn't at training camp yesterday. Uh, personal leave of absence. Um, anything to be worried about there? No, I got to Dan Milstein right away. Uh, he left training camp due to family reasons. He'll be back shortly with the team. It's not a serious issue. Uh, Milstein says he's fine. Uh, nothing there. It's not knee-related, which is really good for me. Look, um, the hope is still that he's ready for the regular season opener against Edmonton. Now, with no training camp, I'm not sure you're really going to risk this guy uh, preseason games. They've already, like preseason games, I think we're never on the docket for him. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know what, just, you know what, look, this guy's an important piece. He's a top six player. He's incredibly fast. He's going to help your PK. He, he's going to be one of the go-to guys. So take it easy. There's no rush. I just get zero. When I, when I talk to both uh the Canucks and Milstein yesterday. Nobody wants to rush this. Nobody. This is a pretty important player. Last year on day one, you guys saw Brock Besser got hurt. Never found a rhythm for a long, long time. And even you know, two months later, he ended up asking for a trade. So look, these camps are important. It's a new coach. He's got new systems. He's got new pace. He's got all this stuff. Uh, it kind of hurts that McKayev's not going to be at camp, but that's okay. I think uh, what I've been told is the regular season opener. Get him ready. Get him 100%. I'm not into – I'm okay if he doesn't play any preseason games. Just get him ready for the opener or that first week or maybe that road trip when they head out after they play the Oilers at home. So, But I just want to reemphasize uh, nothing serious. It is family reasons, but, uh, you know, thankfully for the Canucks, it's not re- knee-related. So there you go. Okay, that's good to hear. Tanner Pearson uh, recently traded to Montreal yesterday. Uh, he told Montreal reporters that he hopes he doesn't have to talk about his hand again this yeah. season when asked a follow-up question, kind of asking for, well, like, what's the big picture story with your hand? Yeah. Pearson yeah. said, uh, we don't got enough time for that. Is that one of the reasons that Tanner Pearson was traded to Montreal? Yeah, well, I got to tell you, uh, I, okay, well, let me give you the, the, the background. First of all, that story is going to come out someday, but now is not the time for that to tell that story. It's going to be interesting, the versions we get down the road. The last 10 months have been very tough for Pearson. He knew, he possibly knew, the thought did creep in his mind that, am I ever going to play the game of hockey again? One of the big issues of getting him cleared was being able to take a slap slap shot. And and he was skating fine uh, leading up to June, July. But the big issue, the big hurdle was, can he take a slap shot? And that didn't happen till late July, early August. The hand is still not 100%. Most people think it's at 80 to 90%, but he is expected to play. I'm going to tell you right now, the Canucks had no intention of, of, of playing him. He was always, always, I was told all summer, he was either going to be traded or he was going to be sent to the minors. All summer, I was told, no way he plays another game in Vancouver. His comment yesterday to the Montreal media, when he was asked, and, and, and Bruff, you just said it, you nailed it. He was asked about 
Uh, what's the big picture story of what happened to Vancouver and his reply? We don't got enough time for that. So that tells me uh, there was some you know, hurt feelings on both sides. It got a little bit more public than the Canucks wanted it to get public. You know, seven surgeries. He was supposed to be out four to six weeks. It ended up being eight, nine months. And a lot of people took shots at the Canucks. Well, the Canucks department. had to hold a, hold a press conference, which well, I'm they sure they weren't the very happy about. about. So, yeah. So if you can understand why there's, you know, that there was feelings, you can certainly understand it. That story will come out someday via Tanner Pearson. The good thing for the Canucks is that there was no um, NHLPA um, grievance. And one of the reasons there was no grievance Mm. is because he is still playing the game of hockey. The only way there would have been a grievance is if Tanner Pearson could never play the game of hockey again. And thankfully, he's going to get that opportunity to play again. It's the final year of his deal. He's a good veteran. I will tell you that the Vancouver Canucks, he was very popular in the dressing room. When Quinn Hughes went to bat for Tanner Pearson the way he did, that told me a lot. He wasn't the captain at the time. He didn't have to do that. But he went to bat for his friend, and he told everybody, Quinn Hughes, I always respect him for the way he went to bat for Tanner Pearson. That tells you how much Tanner Pearson was liked in that dressing room. So, look, it is. it, it, was, a, it was a good trade for both sides. The Canucks got a a goaltender that is going to help them. I was always concerned going into this year, guys, if Demko got an injury for four to six weeks, what was going to happen? Well, I'll tell you something right now. I feel a whole lot better mm-hmm. about Casey DeSmith uh, be, being the guy if Demko gets hurt than, you know, otherwise. So, Rick, uh, just one more thing on the Pearson situation. Yep. I put on my amateur lawyer hat yesterday, yep. and I was talking about, like, his contract and the fact that he's been getting paid um, throughout this injury. So there haven't actually been any financial damages to him yet. Right. And he's no, still going to no. get paid for his contract, yes. but maybe where this could become an issue is yep. let's say the year ends and Tanner Pearson's hand is a bit of a concern or it's clear that like he's lost something because of this injury. And then yep. he isn't able to sign another contract. Is that when it could become a legal situation? Like, he goes, well, someone needs to pay for this because I would have got a new contract. Like, so far, he hasn't had any financial damages, but he could have some financial damages down the line. Well, uh, the Vancouver Canucks also gave Tanner Pearson a $1.5 million bonus recently. So the Canucks can sit there and say, well, you weren't 100%, we gave you a bonus. But that was in his contract. Yeah, okay, but the, 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 there's no, he's, he's in Montreal now. The Montreal, uh, the Canadians have to, uh, you know, deal with his contract now. I, I don't know. I'm not hearing that, Jason. Okay. I think the biggest hurdle the Canucks got was that they never got a grievance filed against him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can still play, right. and in late July, early August, that was the big hurdle for the Canucks for me. I don't, the scenario you just put out, I'm not hearing that. Okay. I'm not hearing that. I just heard that he got a $1.5 million bonus. He's slated to make in real money cash over $4 million this year. Hey, look. The Canucks, they, they identified this guy as a player they wanted to move. They got, I don't like the third-round pick given up. Like I, I'm sorry, but you, you can't do this every year. You can't just keep coughing up draft picks to get rid of uh, contracts no. you don't like. But they got the veteran backup goaltender. They moved a, a pretty uh, healthy uh, uh, salary uh, back east. I, I, and I think Tanner, I watched the video of him in Montreal. He looks relieved. Uh, Jason, he looks relieved that he is on 
new organization, fresh start, and I and I, I saw a lot of positives in him in Montreal yesterday. I know you want to talk about the fact that Noah Juleson was with Quinn Hughes, and especially that Archdeeth Baines was getting an opportunity on what I suppose could be a third line if you're making lines for yeah. the Vancouver Canucks Hughes with uh, Suter and Garland. What does that tell you about how this organization is going about its business at training camp? A great question. I, I, I just got a, a couple of... Uh, uh, culture stories, and I, I think the Canucks are slowly changing the culture of their team. I was really happy to see uh, Noah Juleson with Quinn Hughes yesterday. He did a really good job down the stretch with Hughes late last year. Um, not sure if Tockett keeps him there. We'll see, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it was good to see. Now, here's what I want to tell you about Juleson. He had eight teams after him when he was a free agent this summer. The Abbotsford native had informed his agent. He really didn't want to play elsewhere. He told him, get the deal done with the Canucks. Juleson's play at the end of the season with Hughes caught the attention of many pro scouts. But local kids get the best of both worlds when they sign in Vancouver. You either get to play for the Canucks in Vancouver or you get to play for the Canucks in Abbotsford. It's a win-win for the entire family. The move to go to Abbotsford is paying off in spades. I think the Sedin twins working with the prospects has been absolutely phenomenal. And Jeremy Carlton is a very good young coach. Now, it's a destination for free agents now. The Canucks took a lot of calls from agents this summer looking to land their clients in Abbotsford, which I think is a phenomenal sign. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, especially you, Bruff, I told you, why should the Canucks hand out a PTO? Why not give a young kid an extended look? You kind of snickered at me and you kind of, you know, there was a bit of a laugh. I was talking about the Canucks don't give a PTO. Give an extended, and you say, oh, what kid, uh, Tristan Nielsen? Okay, I, just, I, I did to... not do yeah, that. What are you talking about? I said no. they shouldn't be bringing in Phil Kessel. No, you That's said, the you only thing I was talking about. No, you snickered at me. You said Tristan Nielsen. I snicker you every time. I know you snicker at me. I like Tristan Nielsen. I've been on the record on this show no, that I want Tristan Nielsen on the... Tell your Walsh, your producer, what's his name, Walsh? Tell my Walsh? No, nah, you're, you're the, that's Alan Walsh. Maybe you're getting your agents confused. Yeah, just never mind. You snickered to me. Okay, so there's our steep Baines getting a look. Uh, there's our steep Baines getting a look with NHL players at camp yesterday with Snicker and Connor Garland. Snicker. Anyways, he was great over the weekend in Penticton. You know, there's good things happening in Abbey when you see the growth of Baines. When I asked uh, about Baines, a club source said he's coachable. He's a really coachable kid, and he keeps getting better and better. It would surprise no one if Baines gets NHL games this year. He's a coach's dream. He listens. He gets better. He changed his game from a kid who led the Western Hockey League in scoring to a kid who can play an all-around game. It's good to see when a kid like Baines gets recognized. It shows the other young kids in Abbotsford the big club is watching, and they're taking notice. Baines never went in the Western Hockey League or the NHL drafts. It's a good example for kids out there. Don't get discouraged. Just keep getting better. Don't give up. When he signed out of Red Deer, I got to Brent Sutter, and Brent Sutter, when a Sutter says to me that he plays the game the right way, that's damn good. So you know what? This kid's on the right track. Um... I don't know why the Canucks waited so long to leave Utica. Abbotsford was sitting there all along. Mm. There's some good stuff happening in Abbotsford. They might have two to three more prospects ready if they would have done this five years ago. I have a lot of agents tell me they love the NHL American Hockey League setup in Vancouver. I, I, I know that... Uh, 
uh, their GM at the time in Utica loved it there because there was less travel and more practice time. I get that. It was a hockey environment. It's a snowy town in, in, in New York. There's not much to do. I get all that. But this, uh, this move to Abbotsford has been absolutely phenomenal, and I think uh, it's going to pay off in spades. For the record, everyone that listens to the show knows that I'm cheering for a guy like Tristan Nielsen or uh, Baines. You snicker to me. I, 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 hey, listen, listen, this is my turn to talk now. Okay, go. I've been cheering for a guy like Nielsen or Baines to make this team because I think those guys are so important to the culture. And I've compared yeah, them to the likes it. of Alex Burrows and Yannick Hansen. Hansen was a ninth-round pick. And when you can develop those guys yes. and bring them into – stop agreeing with me. Like, I've been saying this for, 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 for months, and it's very important. Um, you know who else is from Abbotsford? Who? Uh, Devon Taves. What's going on with him? Okay, boy, I, I, I listen, you're allowed to dream, right? We're all allowed to dream. Sure. Yeah, he's in his UFA year. Uh, can you imagine if he hits July 1st? And so let me tell you what's happening with Devon Taves. Abbotsford native, uh, talking with the Avalanche about a contract. He's a UFA guy. Would love to see him hit the free agent market and the Canucks take a shot at the former Surrey Eagle. But mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, we're not, that's miles away. He's in line for a huge raise from the $4 million he's making. Two straight 50-point seasons, plays with Kale McCarr. Avalanche have so many massive contracts, can they afford another one? May he have to take less to play on a winning team? Didn't make the NHL till he was 24. Three years in college, three years in the American League, just beautiful patience. I used to watch him out uh, at yeah. the Surrey Eagles games. This And he's got your agent, uh, the Ross Gurney. Gurney, you guys should be in on day- Taves. You guys, you both of you, should have the scoop on Taves because Gurney calls you 500 times a day but anyways uh ross gurney is working with colorado and uh i don't know what that number is going to be for devon taves but this is a local kid never gets enough credit one of the best defensemen in the national hockey league he's 29 now he's a ufa it's going to be amazing to see what happens with devon taves this year and the avalanche well i was actually thinking like when i knew you wanted to talk about this i was like oh could devon taves be like the next dan hamhuse like he's yeah. that type of player, right? Yeah, and sure. He's sure. got the local ties, and uh, yeah. and you got me all excited because I was like, wait a minute, is yeah. he going to suggest that Devon Taves would maybe take a bit of a hometown discount to come play for uh, the Vancouver Canucks? Maybe maybe he was a big Canucks fan when he played for the Surrey Eagles, but you're suggesting that that's probably not going to happen. Well, they're trying. Gurney's talking to the Avalanche right now, and if they are close, they'll continue to talk into the regular season. And if they're not close, they might shut it down. But all I know is this guy's in for a big raise. Uh, you know, we always talk about the first, second-round picks in Vancouver, especially that we never talk about the local kids who went in rounds four and five. Devon Taves is an absolutely wonderful story. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he played with the Surrey Eagles, nobody thought this guy's going to play with Kale McCarr, get over 50 points. And when he came out of the American League, his first coach was Barry Trotz. And you know what he did with Barry Trotz? He got the trust of Trotz, and he got a ton of ice time. This kid's a wonderful kid, wonderful family. This is, this is, a, this is a really good story. But we never talk about him, because all we ever talk about in the city is the kids that go high in the draft. But you know what? Devon Taves is a wonderful story. Wonderful story. Well, okay, so uh, I've been talking t- up Tristan Nielsen myself. Yeah, Taves yeah, at his uh, – no snickering there. Taves at his uh, – the, inter- the me- interactive media press conference for the Avs, mm. he said that – my intent is to stay here for the rest of his career. Yeah. But then someone astutely pointed out, it's like, yeah, but they're going to have to make a move somewhere on defense yeah. because they've got Makar at $9 million, Gerard at 5000000 I'm surprised million. they haven't traded Gerard. Manson at 4500000 They've got Bo Byram there. Yeah. So they're, they're, something's going to have to give at some point in Colorado. 
Oh, hey, they, and they got some Rantanen's coming up. They got some big. Hey, and don't forget the Vancouver Giant. Bowen Byram's coming up. His next deal is going to yeah. be pretty big. They got some big contracts. They're up against the cap. Can he take less money to play on a winner, or does he hit July 1st? And if he ever hit July 1st, if I'm the Canucks, I move heaven and earth to get him. Rick, have a great weekend, buddy. Hey, Taylor's, Taylor's giving me a dirty look. Uh, we got to get going. We got a show prep meeting. You guys are cutting in his time. He's giving me a dirty look. He's giving. He's waving me wow. down. He's waving. Hey, get your producer on the snickering. Uh, I, I want the tape of the, the brof snickering at me when okay. I said. Uh, I'll, I'll tell. You know. I'll tell Walshy to do it. Yeah, Walsh. Okay, I got to go. Here. Bye. Okay, bye. Uh, Rick Dollywall, always a roller coaster on the Halford and Brough show. On <laughs> Once again, just slamming down that rotary phone, right? Know, yeah. Ka-chunk. I don't, I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I don't like, even know where to begin. Do you guys remember, was there snickering? I, I think it was about Phil Kessel. But I, I was snickering at the idea of Phil of Kessel. Kessel. Yeah, nothing to do with any current Canucks players yeah. that I can remember. It was all about Phil Kessel. Are you guys on my side that like yes. I've been talking up Tristan Nielsen yeah, and you Baines? Like, yeah. No, I'm on Rick's side. Yeah, Rick's kind of, <laughs> you guys Rick's kind of got a point. You do snicker a lot. No, I don't I, I don't know. To be honest, I kind of blanked out like halfway through that. So No kidding. Not like you to do that. I know, well, it was all the yelling. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there is a lot of yelling with Rick. Yeah, but it's uh, the Taves thing is interesting. It's like a friendly yelling. The Taves thing is interesting because I actually enjoyed, I did not snicker, I enjoyed the Dan Hamhues comp. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know how many people remember that. It's a long time ago now. Yeah, I don't remember people remember that that courtship, but um, there was, who's it, Phil, was it Philadelphia or Pittsburgh traded for his negotiating rights? One Philly of, did. And yeah. it was like common knowledge that he wanted to come home and play in Vancouver. Yeah, was a Philly big, gave up an asset. It wasn't much, but then he was like, yeah, I appreciate the gesture. And weirdly enough, after leaving uh, Nashville, mm-hmm. he was kind of in the same spot that Taves is at in Colorado where he's a good defenseman, but they just have really, really good defensemen <laughs> ahead of you because it was Suter and Weber at the time. And then I got in a Twitter fight years later with uh, Mike Harrington out of Buffalo, who for some reason thought the Canucks like vastly overpaid Dan Hamhus. Yeah, I'm like, that guy was worth every penny of his contract. He was terrific for yeah. the Canucks, and he took below market value. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? That was a, I do remember that. <laughs> anyway. Stop fighting with people. Yeah, or just continue to do it. So I don't know. Either I way. just feel sorry for their inbox today because they're going to get inundated yeah. with ask us anything. So I don't know what their I don't know what their number that. is, and I don't care to learn it. But well, text we them. we once in a while will get Donnie and Dolly texts. I, every now and then I will see one like yeah. say, hey, 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 Rick, hey, Donnie, and they'll ask a question. Yeah, I was like, like, don't you hate pants? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I absolutely. Uh, do. Let's do a real quick what we learned. Yep. Um, it's ask us anything Friday. So text in your what we learned or ask us anything Fridays into the Dunbar Lumber text line. If you want to be part of the contest for Adam Sandler tickets, be sure to include the ticket emoji. I've got a very quick what we learned. Uh, I learned that Michael Andlauer finally owns the Ottawa Senators. Congrats to you, Michael Andlauer. I don't know why it took so long to close this deal, but uh, Andlauer finally does own the Sens. He's doing his press conference in Ottawa, I think, right, right now. now. He, made right a, now. he made a funny joke. He what said he'd like to thank his children because he spent their inheritance to buy the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> that was his <laughs> and joke. And his kids are like, <laughs> we're rich. Yeah, don't worry I'm about it. I'm never working What is that sound of life? sharpening knives under yeah. the table? Um, yeah. Laddie, why don't you, you, you now, you got like Intel. For the no mean street. Oh, Laddie's for the got mean la- streets of Hamilton. No Laddie's intel. got a conspiracy theory. Laddie's got a conspiracy it's more than theory. That. It's I feel I, like Laddie's been talking to well, some Hamilton people. I follow yeah, a ton yeah. of Hamilton people. He read some stuff on 8chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hamilton's dark web. <laughs> it's very well known. Go ahead. Hey, what is the? Just say it's a conspiracy. Well, there's theory. all this hubbub in the city about the renovations to Cops Coliseum, now known as First Ontario Centre. Uh, people that follow junior hockey will know the Hamilton Bulldogs were booted from the arena. What? Moved to Brantford. They are now the Brantford Bulldogs. I did not know that. They were supposed to be renovating this winter. Well, in recent weeks, since Andlauer has taken over the Senators, they have now pushed the renovations back nice. and are allowing the Toronto mm. Rock, now the Hamilton Rock, the lacrosse team, to play there this winter. No renovations as they change what the renovations are going to be to something different. So, so, they, so they've just stalled all the work. Yeah. Laddie, how far is it from Ottawa to Hamilton? <laughs> Couple hours, about two and a half. I want to say. How far is it from Ottawa to Canada, where they currently play? Uh, like forty-five minutes. minutes? So it wouldn't be that big of a stretch. (laughs) You know, you could still call them the Ottawa Senators, right? I like this idea. I think there's something there. I'm glad that we've got you. I I think it's just wishful thinking from a lot of people that I know in Hamilton. You got to really lean in. I would take that with a huge grain of salt. (laughs) Look, if there's one thing I've learned over the last five or six years. It's that if you don't lean into these things fully, even if they're completely wrong and non-factual, they'll never get any traction. Michael Andlauer, of course, also owned the Hamilton Bulldogs. There you go. Has done renovations to that arena for the Bulldogs before. Much better. Much better. By the way, we were right about Ham Hughes. You were right about Ham Hughes, but we were both right because the Flyers originally acquired his rights, and then they traded them to Pittsburgh. (sighs) Ah. Wow, and then was, both of those teams didn't get. What like they I wanted. feel like one of them did it. Both of them did. It. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He, but he had no intention of going anywhere other than Vancouver. Not many people say that. Like they Devon go, Taves, right? They all want to go to Hamilton, like the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> this is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.